you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of Numbers. Numbers 21, beginning with verse 1. Numbers 21. In your heart you pray for these names. And when King Ered the Canaanite, which, which dwelt in the south, heard tale of Israel, came by the way of the spies, then he fought against Israel and took some of them prisoners. And Israel vowed a vow unto the Lord and said, If thou wilt indeed deliver this people into my hand, then I will utterly destroy their cities. And the Lord hearkened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites. And they utterly destroyed them and their cities. And he called the name of the place Hormah. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God against Moses, and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in this wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loadeth. This light bread. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents. From us, And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent, and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass, that every one that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass, and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass, that if the serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass... He lived. And the children of Israel set forward and pitched in Obeth. And they journeyed from Obeth and pitched at Jehoram in the wilderness, which is before Moab, toward the, rise, the sun rising. You may be seated. I don't have to tell you that life can be complicating. Uh, such as this weekend. Unexpected things do and will happen to all of us. A lot of, thing, a lot of things that we face are not pleasant. On the other hand, some things that we go through are pleasant and we look forward to them. But nevertheless... We as God's children know, according to Romans 8, 28, that everything that happens to us, whether it be good or bad, is for the glory of God, that he might be lifted up. So in the situation we find ourselves in this evening, we were looking forward to hearing from Mr. Theo, but he's not feeling well. So we're going to look at this word here tonight, and whatever comes out of it, you just have to give God the glory for it. It's all I can tell you. I told him, I've been called out, but I, I wasn't sent to the dugout. So I just simply want us to think about one life to live. 
Uh, and I, you know, I, it, being at 70, I never would have dreamed I would have lived to be 70. It never crossed my mind. I, you know, people older than me, they tell, well, I'll soon be 70. But hey, <clears throat> didn't have no bearing on my life. You know, hey, I'm doing fine. I'm moving right along. Well, first thing you know, the birthday rolled around and me, I became 70. So there's one life to live. And one thing about this one life to live is we need to give it our best shot. We're shooting with a single barrel. There's not another barrel to shoot. Once this life is over, it's over. And the only thing that's going to count in this life is what I have done for Jesus. It's not going to count if what I've done for Lynn or our boys. It's not going to count. None of that's going to be any good when it comes to standing before God and answering for Him for the way that I have lived this one life. And I've often said we have one opportunity to make a good first impression on anybody that comes along. And when we are having to deal with people such as uh, this week and and being at the hospital and and seeing this little baby and then then hear about it dying, we're going to have to deal with it. We're going to have to help these parents and, and grandparents go through this. I mean, the daddy, I, I says to him, I said, son, what, what can I do? He said, you just being here is enough. Just being here. And, you know, uh, we're going to let you know as soon as we know uh, what the arrangements are. But, uh, you know, you don't have to know the people, uh, but to be there for support. For support. So if we think about this one life to live, first of all, I want us to think about a trip before us. A trip before us. Now, the children of Israel, hey, that's God's chosen people, and God had a plan for them, but there were other plans that were were coming in contact with to disrupt those particular plans uh, that they had. So the trip before us is like a trip before them. Verse 11 says, and they journeyed. That means they were on, you know, in our society today, people are on the move. And I think of all the, um, the traffic when you go down a, a, an interstate or a four-lane or, or into Seneca on Friday afternoon. I'm thinking, where in the world are all these people coming from, let alone where are they going? Go into Walmart. You can't stir them with a stick. All the Dollar Generals, I mean, they just, parking lots are full. Where, where there was nothing, there sits a Dollar General in the middle of nowhere. Well, and here comes the people. They're journeying. They're on their way. And I'm thinking, do these people have any idea what tomorrow holds? No, we don't. But do we have any idea where we're going uh, when this life is over? And, that, and they journeyed, the Bible says. Life is a journey. We are on a journey. We are on a voyage. And, and we don't know what tomorrow is. Life is a journey that all of us must take. And, and we're not going to avoid that. Uh, once we're born physically, hey, I'm going to be stuck with myself forever. Whether I like it or whether I don't like it. I'm with me. And nothing's going to change that. I'm with me every day that I live on this earth. And when I leave this world, I'll still be with me. The Bible says that I will be known and you will be known in heaven as we were known on this earth. So you're not going to escape yourself. You're not going to escape 
of being a part of who you are. That's why as we think of this voyage, this journey, we, we need to make it and give it our best shot. The trip was, uh, that was before them is also before us. Secondly, the trials about us. The Bible says that they journeyed uh, from Obeth and pitched in Ajerum. Well, you know, what kind of place was that? It was a place that was in the wilderness. It was a sort of an out-of-the-way place. It's not a place that, hey, do you know of anybody today that wants to journey there? We're going to take a trip. Where are you going? We're going to Igenerum. What in the world is that? Well, it's in the Bible, so it must be somewhere. The trials that await in the wilderness. And then we find that in, in verse 4 where it says, And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea. To compass, or words, to go by the land of Edom, the soul of the people, they was much discouraged because of the way. Uh, well, you know, I've been on routes before that I, that I was not happy with. And Lynn and I both have been on them when we were traveling. I said, look, see what is ahead. See what's available to get off of this bumpy, crooked tree hung over road because it's tearing up the camper and you try to try to look at another way but you listen in life you cannot avoid trials trials are going to come and they're going to come try to say it this way trials come unexpected okay i don't plan for a trial do you you know i don't plan okay i'm gonna have a flat tire tomorrow at a certain place and there ain't gonna be no place to pull over I saw that this past week. The young man, bless his heart, I, after I passed, I said, I should have stopped in the main flow of traffic, put my four-way flashers on, opened up the doors, and got out and helped him. Where he had his flat tire, it was on the uh, traffic side. There was nowhere to pull off. And where he pulled off, that, that wasn't a pull-off, and there he sat. He wasn't attempting to jack up, take the tire off or anything because there was no room and traffic is just like this. And I'm th- after I got by, I said, I should have stopped and put my flashers on. Uh, if nothing else, just stopped the traffic uh, where he could get the, hey, he didn't plan that flat tire. You know, it's one thing to have a flat tire, but how about it when you get it all jacked up and you put the spire on and let it down and it's flat? I mean, that's a trial. And we're going to have those trials. They're coming. Um, it, it's often, it, it is a, often a difficult journey. And, you know, I've, Lynn and I have, uh, since we've been trying to pastor, we have seen some families, to, it seems like never, ever do they have a good day. We've seen them taking care of, of, of uh, elderly parents along with elderly grandparents. And then to have a, a, a child that's not all together to have to take care of. And about the time when everybody's passed on, then one of the spouses dies. I mean, trials. You know, we, we're not put here for a bed of roses, by the way. In fact, if you, if, you, if you have roses and you're going to take care of them things, there's one thing for sure. You're going to get stuck. I mean, it's a, it's a fact. Roses have thorns, and you're going to get stuck with those roses. <clears throat> so along the journey, we can expect difficult times. We can learn from our difficulties, though. We can learn from our difficulties. I was working with a man one time, and uh, we went up the ladder on top of the house, and he had his 
tool pouch on and had a hammer on both sides. I said, I said, son, what you going to do with two hammers? He said, my daddy said, when you go up on the roof, take two hammers because you're going to drop one of them. You're going to drop one of them. So you don't have to get down, go all the way down and pick that, that thing up. Okay? Trials. Be ready for them. They're coming. It's difficult trials. And, and they, they said, hey, you know, you've brought us out here in this wilderness. Uh, there's nothing to eat. There is no water. I mean, what do you expect? And so they begin to whine and begin to gripe. Um, and so God said, hey, I, you know, got enough. So he sent serpents. That bit them. What a trial. It bit them. Bible says some of them died as a result of the bites. Well, God said, Moses, if you'll make a bronze serpent, put it up on a pole, and every time one's bitten, if you look to the pole, he'll live. What's that say? Listen, you and I are not exempt from sin, okay? The devil makes an attempt to bite us every day we live with some kind of situation along this trail and this trials and this journey that we're on. But he, the Bible constantly telling us to look to Jesus. And hey, they were spared. Their life was spared after they were bitten if they to the, to the bronze serpent. So we need to, man, we must look to Jesus because I don't know what tomorrow holds. I mean, I have plans for tomorrow, but they may not come together. I want to give you a little quick story. I can't explain it yet. I know probably some of you mechanics can. We were getting ready to go and to, and to lay some block. I don't know what it was Friday or when it, what it was, but I... I hooked up my mixer, and I checked the gas and filled the tank full, cranked it up. It fired right up. I cut it off. We drove over to Norris, and uh, old boy helping me, he got everything ready, and he wrapped the rope around it, and he couldn't even pull it. It wouldn't pull. I said, you're trying to pull it backwards. He said, no, that's the way I always pull it. I said, well, pull it. It wouldn't pull. Long story short, all this dancing and jumping up and down filled the crankcase with gasoline. Well, there I was. I didn't hardly have a wrench big enough to take the plug out. Then I looked and I said, Brian, I don't even have any gas with me. On top of that, Brian, I don't even have a jug to put it in. I said, you just do what you can. I'm going to hunt. Well, I thought, well, if I go to Dollar General, I can probably get a gas container cheap. Or if I look on the side of the road, I might for somebody threw out a gallon milk jug. No gallon milk jug. Dollar General wasn't open. It was too early. So I had to go by this little filling station over there. It looked good. I walked in. First container I saw, the only one. $15 for little containers. I ain't got a choice. Got to have it. Didn't have any oil. Got to have oil. $4 and a half quart. Bought the oil. Well, I better get a little gas. $2.23 a gallon. 40, 30 something dollars later, I'm on my way back to put all this together, okay? So the day didn't start good, and it wasn't Monday. But trials are going to come. Hey, the simple things that you and I think, hey, I've got this. I, I, it's going to work out fine. Don't always work out like we want them to work out. You know, go back this morning, our choir, hey, they're ready to sing. Mr. Nick and them put the CD in. Boom. They started. Uh-oh. What happened? Mark stopped it. Give a signal. Started again. Same thing. Okay. 
But Sheila had no idea when she left home this morning, hey, she was going to have to sit there and Linda sit here and, and try to come up and do it. Hey, it was like they had rehearsed. Everything went perfect. Everything went fine. What I'm saying is, listen, on this journey, no matter what your plans are, the devil's going to see to it that something takes place of it and gets you and I disrupted. And so what we need to do uh, uh, is, is think about the temperament within. Now notice that verse 11 again. In the wilderness, which is before Moab, toward the sun rising. Okay? Toward the sun rising. Very early in the morning. Many of you get up. You get up real early and you see the sun rise. And if you're facing it, hey, it's almost impossible to look at it because it's so bright. But they headed toward the sun rising. Where does the sun rise? In the what? East. Where is Jesus going to come and appear in the cloud? We understand it. We know in the east. They were headed toward the sun rise. They were looking for something better. Well, you and I, last of all, is the treasure above. We're looking toward the sun rising. I'm looking for the return of Jesus anytime. And especially on a, on a cloudy day because the Bible says that he's going to come and stop in the clouds. And I'm thinking, man, what a day for the Lord to come. And then we get to thinking, the devil gets you to think, well, hey, what about this and what about that? You hadn't got this done, you hadn't got that done. Let me tell you, it won't make no difference. It won't make any difference if I haven't got it done when he comes. Well, you think about this, toward the rising of the sun. Verse 12, we didn't read it. It says, from thence they removed and pitched in the valley of Zared. Here again, they're on the move. They're constantly on the move. We, our people are the same way today. They're constantly on the move. Uh, just, uh, well, it was today, in fact. Uh, you know, there's some churches not having service um, on Sunday night during um, summertime. And so people say, we're going we're gonna to come visit you. Well, come on, hey. Uh, we got a crowd at last to come on Sunday night. And so we will gladly, you know, receive you that we can all have a good time together. But think about this one life to live. One life to live. I've said it before, I'll say it again. We're in the dash of life. It matters not when I was born. It'll make no difference when I die. But what will I do with my dash? What am I doing with my dash? One life to live. We need to live it for the glory of God the Father. These people faced a lot of things. Um, verse 10 says, And the children of Israel, that's God's chosen, set forward and pitched in Obi. They were satisfied. They were happy when they knew they could look to that serpent and live. We ought to be happy and thankful that we can look to Jesus and live and have eternal life, no matter what circumstance we find ourselves in. Father, I... I just trust that you have spoken to our hearts tonight. Lord, I know I didn't have a lot to say, but I know your word speaks for itself. And I thank you and I praise you for these who have chosen to come this way tonight. And Lord, I pray that you would just help us to be aware of your presence wherever we go. To be aware of your return could happen any time. And may we continue to look toward the sunrise. Because we know you'll never leave us nor forsake us. But we ask all this in Jesus' name and for his sake.
Amen.